people. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is uh, William Moala. I'm the pastor of the uh, Paravista and the Gaula Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. And it's really wonderful to be able to be sharing with you this afternoon. This week, we are taking as our theme, the new birth and the work of the Holy Spirit. It's a fascinating topic. It is definitely in the Bible. And we want to share that with our team for this week. And today, we're asking the question. Now, this could be, sounds quite amusing when you hear it first off. But the question we're going to look at today is, what's wrong with me? <laughs> And why do I react the way I do? And so today I'm in the studio with my co-host. My co-host, I want to introduce him right now, Pastor Joseph Matichich. Pastor Joseph, as some of you, our regular members would know, he is the secretary of the Seven Day Venice Church uh, here in South Australia. Welcome to the show, Joseph. Oh, thank you, William. It's great to be here. I didn't realize we had regular members, maybe regular listeners. <laughs> oh, dear. Did I say regular members? <laughs> well, I apologize. It's great to be with you, William, and uh, great to um, swap roles. Yeah. For those who um, listen quite regularly, uh, Joseph's on this side of the studio where he's manning the program, making sure everything's working, and I'm on the other side. So um, we're taking a swap, and, um, That's it. and you, you're going to be taking the lead in, in our sharing time today. Um yeah, so how, how was your weekend, Joseph? Did you get up to anything exciting? Had a good weekend, yeah. Um, yesterday was a, a lovely day where, where we were, and um, we um, spent a bit of time again in, in, in our garden and, and did a few things and um, enjoyed, enjoyed the sunshine. Um, very pleasant time of the year at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a warm one today, and even yesterday was a beautiful uh, Sunday Arvo, so um, hopefully it's uh, warming up now. I think it is starting to warm up. It certainly is, and um, I know that uh, we've been blessed with a little bit of rain a few days back, and that's, yeah. that's always appreciated down this part of the country. We don't have a huge abundance of it, but I know in other places around the country, William, they've, they've had some significant storms, um, mini tornadoes going through really? places. Yeah. yeah on, in the east, um, eastern part of Australia and hail storms. Wow. Um, in the well, last. What part of, is that on the east coast, is it, or? So, I was just thinking through Armidale was a mini tornado that went through Sydney, copped some hail. And, mini uh, there tornado? Was, there wow. Was, there was some, yeah, there was a bit of destruction, um, roofs torn off and, um, uh, yeah, material wrapped around telegraph poles, power poles, um, and uh, that was a few days ago. Uh, the storms went up. Um, so this was, yeah, we're talking, yeah, just before the end end of last week, really, with um, hail storms up into um, up into into southern Queensland, and um, yeah, creating a little bit of bit of destruction. Oh, wow. so those real big storms that, that that build up over there, where. Those areas are renowned at times for for copping it really. Yeah. Well, I was totally unaware of that. So, um, so there must be some people yep. doing it tough right now around our country. Yeah, they are. They are. Yep. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. Uh, so yes. Well. Well, thanks for uh, joining me in the studio. And as uh, regular uh, listeners would know, um, Joseph and I we are in the studio on on Monday. So, um, so that's our regular, and we've got the rest of our team that will be. Um, 
uh, sharing uh, for the rest of the week. Um, so, yeah, we want to thank you all for listening in, whether you're driving in your car or you're going to be listening to this at a future date. We're just so delighted and blessed that you would be uh, willing to spend some time with us uh, here on Drive Time Big Q&A. So um, we're just going to shift gears, uh, Joseph. We're going to go to an... Uh, to our World Watch segment. And for those who may not know what World Watch segment is, this is just a few minutes in our show where we just share a, a short segment of something that's current in the news on the world stage. And so this one's a bit of both. It is on the world stage, but it's a bit local as well, Joseph, because um, um, this actually comes from a story from a particular athlete that we had represent Australia in the recent Olympics. Now, I know the Olympics was a few months ago now, but um, I, I remember this kind of uh, story kind of coming across you know across the media and across TV and whatnot but I but just reading the article this week I really was uh, inspired and impressed with this particular athlete and so um, the article I'm just going to share with our listeners today um, it's from eternitynews.com.au so it's a pretty good website of all things Christians here in Australia and overseas and the title of this uh, article is Nicola McDermott the medal is silver, but the speech is gold. Hmm. Now, for those who may know, you probably uh, saw on the Olympics, um, Nicola won uh, silver in the high jump, and she did Australia proud. But uh, I was, as I said, was not really, uh, didn't watch this interview, which what this article is going to uh, be about. And uh, she really takes this opportunity, Joseph, to highlight uh, her faith. And I I thought that was awesome. So um, according to the Eternity News um uh, article uh, going back to August 8th, um, just a few months ago. It says, after winning the high jump silver medal at the Tokyo Olympic Games, Nicola McDermott said, and it's quoting what she says in this interview, he says, it's my heart. I just want to say thank you to Australia for being on this journey with me. The gold, the silver, the silver is like gold for me today. Now, I love what she says next, Joseph. He was, he, she says in this interview, my hope is that the stadiums will be filled again in our post-COVID world, but maybe not just for athletics performances, but that we will see revivals again in the stadiums and that people would hear a message of faith and a gospel that will really inspire like they did with Billy Graham decades ago. What do you think about that? That's, that's incredible. Yeah. So this is, this is obviously um, something that was broadcast to Yep. Millions, millions um, who, yep. who who would have been tuned in watching, and she's taken this opportunity to point people to yeah. a, a really uh, significant to to a spiritual issue, to, to pointing to, to to Jesus ultimately. Yeah, awesome. She continues on in the interview. Um, she goes on to say, uh, "That is my dream for a medal." And then uh, she holds up her medal in this uh, interview. I'll definitely be jumping in Paris. I'm going after that goal, but I want to keep putting my 100% in. She goes on to say, because this is like a little bit of encouragement for just one person watching, that anything is possible if you have faith. I have done my job. Then the interviewer uh, says back to her, oh, you have done your job. There are so many questions I ask. I want to ask you. I'll start with your faith. When did this become such a significant part of your life? And here's what um, Nicola said. I think as a teenager, I was always an outcast and I got welcomed into a faith community that loved me. And I just remember encountering God's love and it changed the way I thought of myself as a misfit. Why was I created so tall and stuff? And it gave me 
passion and purpose to use it. In 2017, she goes on to say, was my big moment when it flicked the switch and I decided to pursue God over sport. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. She goes on to say, whatever comes from sport is a bonus, but I am already complete and perfect and loved as a person regardless of it. That's that's pretty inspiring, Joseph. That's incredible. I love how she says that she um, pursued God over sport. You know, I'm... I'm reminded what Jesus says, Joseph, in Matthew 6, where, you know, she, he, Jesus says, but seek God first and his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. And she literally did that. You know, she said to herself, you know what? As much as I love high jumping, as I love as I love, as much as I love my sports, you know, she puts God first. And then she also says something. I think it's even, uh, she says, I'm already complete. And I think that's a very mature statement for, I think she's just in her early 20s. So to, to have that kind of depth of maturity, they say, hey, you know what? I'm complete because I, I guess she's got it. You know, she's got the accolades and whatnot, but perhaps more she's complete in the sense that, but that she has God in her life. It reminds me of, um, uh, the, the teaching in uh, Paul's teaching, I think is in Colossians in particular, where it says, uh, to, to Christian believers, when, when, when Christian believers have accepted Jesus Christ, it says, you are complete in him. Yeah. We are complete in Christ. Amen. Um, the, the, the fact is that, um, fame, fortune, um, wealth, um, possessions, our, our performance, um, even our relationships, none of that is ultimately mm. fulfilling. Yep. They are all transitory. That they're all temporary. Nicola, That's for right. instance, here she uh, she you know she's renowned now as a high jumper, and she might be renowned for a little while, uh, but eventually she will no longer be a you know top star yeah. athlete um, broadcast, and she will fade from people's memories and from you know from from our TV screens. She realizes that that's that's a temporary thing. Mm. She realizes that her faith in Jesus is eternal. Yeah. She realizes that uh, by accepting Jesus Christ, she has actually something greater than than the accolade she's getting yeah. from sport. Uh, a true eternal gold medal, yeah. really. And uh, it's in, this is fascinating, William, because I, uh, my family and I, we we enjoyed actually watching the Olympic Games. Yep. And. Um, we were, I remember seeing Nicola uh, competing because, you know, whenever you see an Australian in a final, especially Olympics, it's, yeah. it's, you know, even just getting yeah. to a final is really a bit of an achievement. And, uh, she was doing well. She was, you know, was going for the, going for the gold. And I didn't know that she was a Christian. Right. And as a family, we were watching her and she, uh, it was showing her, her competing with the high jumps and because she has a and look a lot of these athletes a lot of the high jumpers have a particular routine how yeah, they, like a how they, like a little ritual that's they go right and, and she had sort of interesting kind of gestures and you know kind of uh, it was in, intriguing but then what was really interesting is when she finished her jump and she was seated and uh, and and was waiting for her next round she had this um uh, she seemed to pull out some sort of a book or notepad and she was write, writing in it, recording things. And I assumed, I don't know, maybe she's... Journaling or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. N- noting how she's jumped or whatever else. I- I've since found out, apparently, William, that... Uh, that was act- she was actually journaling, but but spiritual journaling, not 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 recording about her performance there, wow. uh, but essentially it was f- as a result of her being a Christian, she was yeah journaling, 
perhaps uh, just just some notes about yeah. her prayer to God or, or, or thoughts, whatever. That, that's what she was actually journeying. It was a spiritual uh, spiritual okay. journey that she was doing there and then in the midst of <laughs> thousands of people. Exactly there. right. And yeah. I'm thinking, would I take time there to to, to be doing that? Yeah, ch- challenged even my my faith journey. Yeah, yeah and um, just right at the end of the article, um, it says here. Um, uh, nine papers report that um, whenever she jumps, she writes a biblical reference on her wrist. And on Saturday night, it read, Jesus makes all things new. That's pretty cool. And right at the end of the article, it says, um, and it's quotes, quoting her saying, Knowing I'm with God, she said, has been with me every single training session, and I'm carrying a message bigger than myself. He is going to make this new. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, more than cool, it's actually quite inspiring. And, and, you know, she said at the at the top of the article, um, uh, uh, where is it? Yeah, but because this is like a little bit of encouragement for just one person. And it just helped, you know, people like um, this uh, Nicola who are in the public eye, particularly sports athletes, have a tremendous influence in our culture. And to see someone, you know, on the world stage and she is not ashamed of the gospel um, that's powerful, you know, and hopefully many younger people will could, you know, will watch Nicole and say, you know what, if she's able to talk about her faith on the on on TV in front of millions, um, that should be an inspiring thing for 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 all of us, not just young people. She was she was not ashamed to uh, to point people to Jesus and to to I guess testify of her faith uh, to such a, a global audience. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's yeah, that's it's powerful. Of, it is. So um so yeah so that was just our world watch uh, short segment that we just wanted to uh, share with you guys uh, for drive time BQ and A. Um, we're just going to go to some music in a tick. But um, before we do that, we just want to introduce our free book offer for today and for the rest of the week, um, which is right in line with our uh, subject for this week, which is talking about the new birth and the work of the Holy Spirit. So today's free book offer, if you're listening, um, the book that we would like to offer you is the book entitled Spirit Baptism and Abiding in Christ by uh, Dennis Smith. And in this book, uh, the biblical teaching of what it means to abide in Christ and his abiding in the believer is presented. Uh, so this book, if you're keen, you want to learn about the relationship between Christ and us, how does that work? You know, that the word abiding, uh, if I, I think it's taken from John 15 when Jesus says that he is the vine and we are the branches and we are to abide in him. So if you're out there, you're listening and you want something in your hands that will kind of help you in your journey with the Lord, why don't you send us a text? Send the code word. Uh, SA21. So that's capital S, capital A, 21, and no spaces between, okay? Cause you, this text will go to a bot, friendly bot who will, um, reply to you. So text SA21 to the following number, 0488 880811. That's 0488 880811. It's a twister with all those eights in there. So, um, so yeah, why don't you, uh, text us that number? And our friendly bot will reply to you, and we would love to give you that book, Spirit Baptism and Abiding in Christ. And so we're just going to go to some music now. We'll be right back with Pastor Joseph as he unpacks this beautiful teaching of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Q&A. Letting go of everything. 
every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior, king of the fight No matter what I face, you're by my side Tomorrow brings There's not a day yet You have not seen us So in all things Be my life and breath I want what you want, Lord And nothing less in the Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with myself, Pastor William Mawala, and my co-host, co-host none other than Pastor Joseph Matichich. Uh Pastor Joseph is the Secretary of the Seventh Adventist Church uh, here in South Australia. If you've just tuned in here on Drive Time BQ&A, we're taking as our theme for the whole of this week, and we are just getting started on today's show, the new birth and the work of the Holy Spirit. And today we, we are going to look at the particular question, what's wrong with me and do I, why, sorry, do I react the way I do? 
And so, Joseph, that's going to be our theme for this week, this idea of the work in the Holy Spirit. But what you're going to do for us today, you're going to really kick off, I guess, more of a personal perspective. What's wrong with us? Before we kind of dive into this beautiful teaching of the Holy Spirit, you're going to kind of address a pretty important topic um, from the Scriptures, uh, what's wrong with us. So, Joseph, uh, as we kind of diving into our content for today, um, why don't you share with our listeners um why are we the way we are? Thank you, William. It's uh, yeah, it, it's it's great to be able to kick the week off uh, together, and um, yeah, uh, we're we're looking at the whole issue of uh, what's what what's wrong with me, and um, you know, despite all the human advancement, human nature has not changed. Right. Yep. Our modern culture. Uh, despite all its wealth and knowledge, it still faces still faces a problem, and and uh, and that problem is actually you and I. Mm-hmm. Think about the ad- advancement in our in our society, um, advancement through technology, uh, sciences, uh, travel, communication, education. Uh, we, we've come a long way. Things have developed significantly, William. Yes. There, there have been great improvements. Um, uh, and the very fact that we're able to hear, be in a studio and uh, broadcast and, and people able to tune in, you know, it, it's just, it's just quite, quite remarkable. Yep. And that's just through, through one medium, uh, let alone all, all the others. Um, th- there have been huge advancements in society, especially in the last little while. Uh, think about medicine. Yeah, we have such a better understanding of diseases, uh, such a better understanding of their causes, and how to treat uh, various diseases. And uh, what about our understanding of the human body? Mm-hmm. I think, for example, of um, recently uh, the advancement in uh, understanding the human DNA. Yeah. Yep. Um, and human genes how they how they work but despite all this advancement we have not been able to fix our greatest problem okay the greatest problem being humans themselves the, the human person or the, their character right i i read about how a psychiatrist by the name of carl menninger a number of years ago, wrote this. He said, it is difficult to imagine our universe in terms of concord. Now, what he means by that is harmony, in terms, of, in terms of harmony and peace. He says, instead, we are faced with evidences of conflict everywhere. Love and hate, creation and destruction, the constant war of opposing tendencies, he says. You know, it's it's interesting mm. what he's identifying there. That he, he sees a mixture. He sees uh, he's seeing both good and bad. Right. Yep. In, in humans, you know, human, and you know what we're identifying here, uh, William, is the fact that humans are still selfish. Humans still have. Uh, the propensity, and not just propensity, but um, act out uh, violence, abuse. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And despite all that we have advanced in, we still struggle with issues such as depression, anxiety, anger, mental health, and the list could go on Mm. and on. Uh, Carl Menninger, interestingly, years later, wrote this, and he's starting to get to to identify something here very significant. He, He said, sins have become crimes and crimes have become illnesses. Do you get that? Yeah. Sins have become crimes, okay, but but then crimes have become illnesses. Yeah, okay. So he's he's pointing out here, he's, he's getting to the issue there that, um, uh, you know, we kind of have an explanation almost for everything, but we're not, we're avoiding what, what the real core issue is. He... Uh, you know, really, the, the, the core issue is, and um, and it's this, that society cannot find health until it comes to grips with the lost concept of sin. Right. One of the biggest questions that we need to address at the outset here, William, is are humans inherently good or bad? Okay. It's a very good question. Are, are, you know, are humans generally, are, are they inherently Inherently good or not? How we answer that question is going to determine uh, how we understand human nature and how we deal with life's greatest problems. Okay. Now, secular counsellors, along with with others, uh, uh, will essentially say that essentially humans are good, right? Yeah. So... Um, they will say that um, you know if someone's got got some psychological problem, let's say, or, or something like that, they will say, well, that's you know a lot of it times they'll track it to to your family of origin or yeah. or, or some experience mm-hmm. you had uh, or something like that in your upbringing, and uh, and and then um, as a result, that they say, well, um, it, it's a matter of you. Um, Learning new techniques, if you like, to um, uh, to deal with that. Yeah. Um, it, it's a matter of you looking at things in a different way, and you're able to essentially um, uh, improve. You're able to to overcome that, and you're able to fix it. And so the focus is very much on self. Kind of like you can fix your problem. That's in, right. In some yeah. ways. Yeah. 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 And. Um, as we've said, though, above, it shows us that despite all human av- advancement, we haven't been able to fix the human heart, though, the, the, the human heart. Mm. And when we, when we look around, the, the very fact that every country on earth has police, courts, yep. an army, jails, all this shows us is evidence that as humans, we still have the problem of the human nature. You, you mentioned, uh, Joseph, just a, you quoted that um, psychiatrist, Carl Menninger. And I just want to come back to that because she says, um, and, you know, society cannot find health until it comes to grips with lost concept of sin. I'm just wondering, sin, in, what is that something that just a few people have or is it, is it, uh, you know, how, how widespread do you think this problem is? Because it seems to me like, um, 
it was important enough for the psychiatrist to say we need to discover the lost concept of sin. Yeah. So um, I'm just wondering, does the Bible talk about it? Um, what, what does it have to say? Is there anything? It, cer- it certainly does, William. And uh, I want to go to um, Romans chapter 3 and uh, read uh, from verse 9 here. It, it says this. Um, actually, uh, j- just looking here at... Um, uh, uh, well, yeah, verse 9, it says, What shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Um, not at all. And this is, this is the Apostle Paul writing, and um, we'll, we'll look at uh, what he said a little bit earlier in the lead-up to this because it says, What shall we conclude then? So he's actually writing this at the end of a, a, a passage where he concludes. And um, he says, Do we have any advantage? Not at all, for we've already made the charge that mm-hmm. Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. Okay. Both Jews and Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles were, were, were non believers. He says, They're all alike under the power of sin. As okay. it is written, notice these words There is no one righteous, not even one. Okay. So the Bible makes it clear, none, none's righteous. They're all under the power of sin. And then if we haven't uh, got it, he just puts it really plainly in verse 23. He says, uh, for all have sinned. So it sounds to me like it's universal. That's exactly so it. So it's not whether you go to church or not or whether you're this. It When all, all means all, right? So this is something that everyone has. We have this... I guess this um, notion of this inherent thing that we have within us called sin, that's, right? That's it. That's so it. that's pretty that's powerful it. because, yeah. like you said a few moments earlier, Joseph, there's some secular psychologists. I'm not here to. I'm not a psychologist, so. But there are there is a thought in culture that we're necess- we're, we're we're good in yeah. some ways. Yeah. We're just a bit faulty, and if we do these things, it's just a slight slip up, a bit of a um, yeah, a bit of a mistake, as mm. it were, mm. but. The Bible seems to be saying it's something a lot deeper than that. Exactly, and uh, you know, really, it's 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 really spelt out in in Romans because um, right from the opening chapter, Romans chapter one, uh, here Paul talks about, uh, I guess, the the ungodly. And yeah, we we would say, yeah, this is probably your your, your secular person who who doesn't follow God, who doesn't believe in God, and he's saying, yeah, they're sinful, um, and. Um, yeah, describes there in chapter one uh, some some of their some of their some of their actions, um, and yeah, you know, a lot of people say, okay, yep, yeah, all right, yeah, mm. they're 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 they're, they're the sort of the, the evil people. But then he goes on in chapter two, and he says, you therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone, um, you are condemning yourself, uh, for you do by passing judgment you do the same things. So now he's talking about other people who are sort of pointing the finger at those and saying, well, look, Paul says to them, you are no better. Right, and then uh, then he goes further on and talks about uh, the Jews. Now, the Jews were highly devout people. Yes, uh, they 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 really took seriously uh, the law of God and to uh, to do the right thing. Yeah, um, and some of them became really you know quite extreme in in in, in that. Um, and um, and but then Paul says. Um, that even they are sinners. Okay, and so he's saying, you know, the godless person, uh, the the, the finger pointing, if you like, the ones that judge others, and and the Jews, and then basically he says um, that uh, we're all we're all the same, um, mm-hmm. and that's that, that's what that, that's what he comes down to. Um, he says, yeah, we have already made the charge 
that all are alike, all are under the power of of sin. You know, there, there, so it is universal, William. You know, there's for instance, there's one thing that you don't have to teach children, mm. and that's how to <laughs> sin. And um, you're probably discovering that um, yourself that. As, as, as a young parent. Um, any parent knows that. Yep. Um, yes, sin is universal. Uh, and we can put it this way. It has infected and affected every human being. Okay. Uh, even se- a secular novelist like John Steinbeck, uh, who you know, r- wrote uh, a number of books, and um, I remember in high school, um, you know, read, you know, having in English classes, having to, you know, to do, you know, some of his novels. Um, he, he wrote this on one occasion. He said, quote, I believe that there is one story in the world and only one. Humans are caught in their lives, their thoughts, in their hunger and ambitions, in their avarice and cruelty, and in their kindness and generosity too, in a net of good and evil. Okay. So he's saying he, he, he can see that in, in all humans, there is something there. Um, yes, there's good, but there's also there's also bad. And Romans chapter six verse twenty three in the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is right. is death. So, so Joseph, when you um when you talk about the um this idea of sin, you you mentioned that it was universal. You share text from the Bible, Romans, where Paul really outlines that hey, it's not just a religious person; it's a- everybody. Yes. Do you see perhaps? I guess. Some of the you know challenges that we're facing in the world, um, that on the surface uh, look like very obviously very damaging uh, parts of our culture, but you're probably saying is that could actually be a symptom. It'll it could actually be something that that's exactly far what, deeper than just what we see on the exterior level. That's exactly it, William. Every every problem, every uh, situation that we find in in the world is a symptom. Of humans being sinners. For example, for example, um, marriage breakups. Um, that's a symptom of humans hurting one another. Right. Racism is not the real problem. The real problem is humans seeing others as of less value and worth. Okay, it's a good one. Sickness, disease, not the real problem. They're the consequences of humans not being perfect. Right. Disabilities. Are symptoms of being in a sinful world. Um, addictions. Mm, okay. Addictions are not the real problem. They are the wiring of the brain to be trapped to something harmful. Okay. Violence or crime. They're symptoms of humans being broken. And, you know, we go on. Greed, corruption. Mm. That's a symptom of uh, humans' desire for, for self. Injustice is humans not internalizing love. So, you know, hu- humanities. What we're really getting at is that our greatest problem in the world is is sin. And the question you asked at, at the beginning is, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Well, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with each of us is that we are sinners. Well, that's... Well, that's worth the price of listening today <laughs> and, and future. <laughs> and, and look, we, we, but we don't want to actually admit this. Mm. We don't readily want, want, want to admit it. Um, have you noticed, for example, what happens when people do believe, behave in destructive ways um, or do something that gets them in trouble? You know, and, you know often how it gets reported you know, in, in the news. For example, um, a school student who does something that results in them getting suspended or even expelled from school, such as being violent or using drugs. What tends to happen, William, is 
um, yeah. in, in those situations, uh, you know, when, when that's when that occurs, we, we look at their background mm. or their home situation and we say, well, you know, it's because of that. That's, that's what, you know, that's what led them to get into this. You know, so we always had this kind of some other explanation. Mm. Um, almost like, um, almost like it's not really their uh, fault. Yeah, not their fault because that's how they were brought up in a way or they were abused when they were young. So like, I'm not trying to make it, you know, I'm not trying to belittle this, but it, it, we are in a culture where there's a lot of – there's no ownership in a sense. So like what you're saying is when we see these things on the news, when people go to the courts for some out egregious, heinous act of violence or whatever, you know, the, you know the, there is a defense that tries to portray them as, look, they're not normally like that. This because this is what happened to them. That's right, and that's why they, um, you know, that's why they did what they did. So yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is, um, there's almost a sense in which we um, trying to explain it in a way. That's it. So to me, it sounds like it's just again we're just we're just hovering over the surface of the kind of like the symptoms, as it were, and kind of we're not really what you're doing is today and for our listeners this week, we're really um, we're getting right to the core of what's wrong with us. Yeah. You know? And you're saying and what the Bible is saying, it's, it's this thing called sin in our lives. That's pretty, yeah. Well, that's right. That, yeah, essentially we're, we're identifying the fact that, you know, as a, um, our world has advanced so much, William, we have been able to come so far and develop and improve so much, but you know what? Humans and human nature essentially is still the same. Yeah. It's still the same. It is. <laughs> um, and so that, that shows us that there is, there is something fundamental that hasn't been changed, and that is... That is human nature. Yep. That's that that that's, that's good. who that's we good. are, and uh, and so yeah. Uh, we, we, but we we don't really want to admit that that we are sinful, broken people. Mm. Um, take for example, you know, if there's a serial killer, I know at times when that you know when that's tr- that tragically takes place, and when he gets reported, they tend to then um, the uh, the media t- wants to find out further research, and and they look into the f- the the. Um, the life of that yeah, person yeah. and what they were like and what they were doing and what they may have been watching, etc. Now, I'm not denying that that doesn't contribute to this at yeah. all. But again, it's 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 not really coming to the heart of the issue mm. uh, that this comes from a human problem yeah. um, that manifests itself in this in these terrible actions. Now, the interesting thing is, William, that not everyone goes around you know killing and shooting and you know doing these violent things, but uh, the fact is that every person in the core of their being naturally, I'm going to contend this and suggest this, and we'll come, come explain this a little bit later in the show, but essentially every person is essentially self-focused. And that's why I said you don't have to teach children how to sin. You, 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 know, you see this right from the very beginning. For example, a little child, a young child, even a toddler, when they have a toy, and you try taking it from them, William. What happens, hey? They want to take it. They want to take it. You know, you 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 try taking it off them, and immediately they they pull back. They begin to cry or carry on. You know what? What's it showing? This selfish thing mm-hmm. immediately there, and uh, and so that's that's the that's the issue. That's the issue is that uh, 
our greatest problem as humans is that uh, is that we we are sinners. Romans chapter three and uh, and verse nine uh, really really hits the nail on the head uh, because it, it expresses it this way. It says that uh, all are under the power of sin. Okay. Notice those words? Power of sin, William. Sin has a power over all people. Well, that's pretty... And in Ephesians chapter 2, it describes us in another way. It says, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, it says, By nature we are are children of wrath. Whoa, that's that's not really Mm. pleasant kind of reading, but... That, that's that's the reality we have to first address, William, before we can we can progress to the solution. So I'm kind of maybe prematurely connecting the dots. So if we're talking about the Holy Spirit, um, which we're going to unpack this week, I think um, which seems to me it would be almost God's answer to the um, to that nature that we have, that selfishness, that sin um, in our lives, and ultimately it's going to. It's really, you know, the heart of the gospel yeah. is what what changes the human heart. So, and I don't, want, I'm not wanting to steal your thunder there, Joseph. But, but yeah, but it's good that we because look, you're not going to hear this when you go for your checkup. Oh, you've got this level, sugar levels, and that. And by the way, you've got sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, the Bible is saying that it, this is a spiritual problem. There's something that you can't just. That's right. You know. Just read a book and no. get twelve steps to be a better person. No. And it, to me, it's again, we're just all these things of it's just uh, on the exterior, on the surface. But yeah. but what we're doing is taking a real deep dive into the core of our beings, and and it's saying something about us that's can be quite challenging for people listening yeah. on our show today. And the Bible indicates to us, William, that how we come about this. No, notice in Psalm fifty-one and verse five. Um, it says there, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time right. my mother conceived me. The Bible seems to indicate, William, that we are born this way. As we said before, that's one thing you don't need to teach children. So uh, this, yep. this verse here is, is indicating right, right from birth we, we've been born sinful. Okay. Um, how do we get into this state? You may ask, how do we get into this state? Well... The way we got into this state is um, in, in you know Romans five. It says through one man sin entered the world, and and death came to all for all have sinned. And that that that's one man is referring to our first human Adam, our first humans Adam and Eve. And we go to the story in in Genesis chapter three where we find Adam and Eve disobeying God. Not trusting him, I should say, choosing their own way. Notice right. this: choosing their own way, and uh, that's essentially what led to you know, taking of the fruit. We, you know, it wasn't the fruit per se solo; it's because they'd made a decision. They disobey God. Yeah, we're going to go this way, and uh, and and we see what happens as soon as they took it. Things changed. There's nakedness. There's blame. There's fear. There's hiding. You, we see all that in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter three. You read of it there. In fact, there's cover up, right? Yep. That they, they they get fig leaves to try to cover themselves up. They, and that's 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 how we try to deal with this. Ultimately, we try to cover up. We try to blame. We try to excuse. But you cannot. It doesn't help um, fix the problem. Hey, just hold your thought right there, Joseph, because you really just 
getting really into the heart of what we're talking about. You talked about one man, and you know, you're, you're taking us right back to the beginning of the origin, so to speak, according to scripture, which is right back in the book of Genesis where it kind of all came to fruition. But Joseph, we just need to take a quick break and then we'll be back in a tick. And then I would love you to, um, to wrap it up and really just kind of, um, Land this for us today. Before we go to our, our break, just want to offer our uh, free book offer one more time in our show today. Uh, if you didn't catch it earlier in our program, we're offering a free book offer entitled Spirit Baptism and Abiding in Christ, and that is by Dennis Smith. And so what this book really does, it presents important aspects of Christ's abiding presence that will prove to bring into the reader's life the blessings of redemption. It's a whole lot. There's a bigger blurb on this, but look, if you want to get some solid teaching on this idea of a, a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, why don't you grab your phone and text the code word SA21 to 0488-880811. And so the code word, once again, that's SA21, that's capital S, capital A, 21 to 0488-880811. We'll be back in a tick. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A.
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Pastor Will Mawala. And today my co-host is Pastor Joseph Matichich. Pastor Joseph is the Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. If you're just tuning in, we're on the home stretch. We're taking as a theme, we're beginning the topic actually, is the new birth and the work of the Holy Spirit. And we have been looking at the question today, what's wrong with me? Uh, why do I react the way I do? So, um, Pastor Joseph, you're, you're in full flight. You ended talking about this idea of one in, how sin came through one, redemption came in one, kind of that Adam-Jesus connection, and you, you touched on Genesis uh, 3, how it all kind of began. So you take us from there. Yeah. So uh, what we looked at is the, the question, are we born neutral? You know, um, and uh, that's something that's been debated by by scholars, psychologists, theologians. It's a bit like uh, the question that we asked earlier: Are humans inherently good or evil? Well, it's a case of a bit of both. Humans have the ability to do both good and bad, uh, but some say that as long as a person has the right environment or education, they yep. can be trained to develop to do the good. Really. Yet that, yet what we find is even those who have well educated or whatever still do things that uh, either break the law or take advantage of people or, or hurt or whatever else. And then the question is asked, well, what about social engineering or even genetic modification mm, yeah. that we're, we, you know, could that be the issue? Yet even that isn't, isn't the ultimate solution. Yes, there is an innate ability in all of us to do good. But our natural tendency is to evil. Mm. Social engineering and genetic tinkering cannot fix the deep-seated sin problem. Right. The Bible tells us, William, about how capable we are to, to fix the problem. Notice these words. These are, these are quite revealing. Uh, in Jeremiah chapter 17, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Wow, beyond cure. Yeah, yep. Uh, and then uh, in the same book, Jeremiah chapter 13, this time in verse 23, it says, Can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. Okay. The Bible is pointing out here clearly, uh, William, that it is impossible for us as humans to fix the human problem of sin. The greatest problem facing our world is not the COVID virus. It is the virus of sin. Okay. And Galatians uh, describes uh, that as the acts of the flesh, the work of the flesh. In Galatians 5.19, it says that it's, it's, it actually it's talking about uh, two ways that we can live. There are only two ways. Life in the spirit, which which we're going to unpack as this pro, as this week goes yes. on here on drive time, or our natural way. So notice this: that there's only two ways. It's not a matter of us just fixing and modifying or or, or saying we're okay. There requires a, a definite a decision and a change, and we'll get to that change in just a moment. But uh, just very quickly here, Acts five nineteen says the acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like, it says. You notice that? That's, that's our greatest mm. human problem. Yep. 
But here's where the good news comes in, William. The human heart, we said, is desperately wicked. It cannot be cured of ourselves. We need an external cure. And that's where Jesus comes in to cure us from sin. You know, the Amen. The, the great statement, as you often mention it at, at Christmas time with the birth of Jesus, they will call his name Jesus, it was announced, because he will save his people from their sins. Right. Romans chapter 3, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. That good news is what we call the gospel, that through faith in Jesus we can be justified. That means simply to be declared right. And by God's power we can be made right. We are not born neutral. We all have a human problem. That human problem is sin. Nothing, no one can fix that. Only God can. And by us acknowledging that, our solution is not better education or advanced Mm -hmm. technology. What we need, what we need is a change of heart. That change of heart is a divine miracle. Amen to that. It's a divine miracle that only comes when we acknowledge our condition, when we believe in Jesus, when when we commit to following him, it's a simple. I like that. The ABCs: yeah. mm. acknowledge our condition, believe in Jesus, commit to following him. I want to leave this um, this quote. It's it's from a um, great book, Steps to Christ. We've offered it previously here on this program. Notice these words: It is impossible for us of ourselves to escape from the pit of sin in which we are sunken. Our hearts are evil and we cannot change them. It goes on and says education, culture, the exercise of the will, human effort, all have their proper sphere, Mm -hmm. but here they are powerless. They may produce an outward correctness of behavior, but they cannot change the heart. They cannot purify the springs of life. There must be a power working from within, a new life from above before people can be changed from sin to holiness. That power is Christ. His grace alone can quicken or can bring to life the lifeless faculties of the soul and attract it to God. I just want to leave this uh, appeal to everyone that's listening, William. In Isaiah 64, verse 6, it says that all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. Yes. In other words, even our best efforts are still, still fall short. I invite you who are listening, do you see that deep down we're all broken and bent? Do you see that we cannot help ourselves and that our even our best efforts are just filthy rags? Do you see that behind all our pain and struggles for meaning is this condition of sin? And if you do, I want to appeal to you and ask you, is it your desire to admit and to say, yes, I am a sinner? I need a saviour. If so, I invite you to call out to God. He will save you. And if that's your decision, contact this station. Send us a message. We want to pray for you and get alongside you and get you some resources to help. If you made that decision today, let me pray. Dear God, I pray for every person that's tuned in who is looking at this question What's wrong with me? What's wrong with each of us 
is that we're under the power of sin. But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, who conquered sin on the cross and who wants to take that from us, who wants to come into our hearts, who alone can change our heart, our character, give us a new heart and give us his spirit to live in us a new life. Oh Lord, I pray that for each of us today, that it might be our experience in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, thank you, uh, Pastor Joseph, for that inspiring uh, message there on this idea of what's wrong with us. What's wrong with us? It's the power of sin. And we praise God that through Christ we can be free from the power and the bondage of sin. Well, thanks for listening today. Uh, for those who are listening, driving in, or you're going to be listening to this at a future date, uh, our time is up for today here in the studio. I want to thank uh, my co-host, uh, Pastor Joseph Matichich, again uh, for being with me here, uh, Pastor Will Mawala on Drive Time BQ&A. Please join us tomorrow when uh, Pastors Gary and Eric, they will spend the entire time tomorrow discussing the question, what did Christ mean you must be born again? Very interesting topic. You don't want to miss tomorrow's show. You will absolutely love it. And so on behalf of the Faith FM team, we really look forward to you tuning in tomorrow 